On this episode of This is Game Boy, it's a hard day's night. Hello everyone, welcome to This is Game Boy episode 12. I'm Belfit Gaming. And with me, I have Mula. Good evening, or morning, or night, or afternoon, or look. Whenever you're listening, good, good, just the good, good to all of you. <laughs> I almost call myself you bloody kid. <laughs> start of the episode. Oh man. So uh, yeah, before we dive into the what game we're talking about today, uh, what have you been up to, Mo? Well, it's it's been busy. Um... Like, all of us are really busy lately. Uh, we talked about That's this in, in great lengths previous episodes. So gaming has been on the yeah, on, on the ba- back, in, in, in the back, what the back? I don't on know. the back burner. Yeah, there we go. Uh, on I got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, I've, I've managed to, to squeeze in some games at least. Um, I played Kirby Squeak Squad. Um, I forgot the, the European name again. It, it's Mouse pack or or whatever um so yeah kirby squeak squad which was the the ds game for kirby um i played it because i wanted to check out how it would be to stream games from ds um i don't have a capture card for my ds it's it's way too expensive and very bothersome to get it even I, i think there's always like waiting lines just to be able to get one um so i just tried it with an emulator it works um 99% fine i would say um i don't see that many performance issues so far but yeah it's it's also not the most <laughs> um yeah what how would you call it uh performance heavy game that you could have on a ds uh so yeah that one worked fine i played through it today um i played a little bit on stream but i finished it up uh, this this morning on my own um and then i checked out uh, castlevania order of ecclesia um i wanted to do that game for my afraid train streams eventually because i was gonna go through the castlevania games in chronological order only played the very first one so far for it which is uh what's it called castlevania yeah but it it has the the not chronologically it's not the normal castle. Oh, it's, uh, oh, oh, um, yeah. Shoot, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, to- totally forgot the name. I could look it up right now, but it, it's the one where the entire story of Castlevania starts, at least. Lament of Innocence. Yeah, there we go. So that one I did play. So the next one in line would be Castlevania Three, which I tried a few times, but I'm really bad. At it, so I haven't been able to finish it yet. Um, An Order of Ecclesia falls way, way in the end of the timeline, actually. So um, I did just play it because I really enjoyed it. So so I've been playing that a lot. I'm almost at the end of it. Um, it's not an easy game. It's a really long game as well. Um, it, it's in the style of Symphony of the Night. I'm not going to name the genre because we, we all know I, <laughs> I hate that term. Uh, so it's a Symphony of the Night game. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's really cool, but it's surprisingly longer, in my opinion, than Symphony of the Night. Uh, but I'm almost at the end, so I'll finish that up soon. Um, besides that, I haven't been streaming much. 
to be honest. Um, I have been playing one other game on my own time when I have the chance, which is Binding of Isaac, which I always play. But uh, surprise, yeah, surprise. <laughs> I, I always play that game, but I am playing it again because finally on the Switch version, the European physical copy finally got uh, the last DLC, if you want to call it that, Booster Pack 4 and 5. It took them three months after the release on anything else um, just to release that. I have no idea why. Um, it's a German company called Head Up or Heads Up that uh, did the physical version for, for uh, the European release. And apparently they had the same problem with the other DLC that it just took them three months to either acquire it from Nicholas or from uh, Edmund McMillan himself. But I kind of find that weird to to believe, actually. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, finally got it. Finally been playing with a new character, uh, which is pretty fun, actually. He has like a bone stick that you swing around. And you can also uh, like go out of his body, but you're still attached to him. It's a pretty interesting character, at least. So, yeah, those are the only games I have been playing besides that. Um, like we said last time, we're working hard on the new website. I finally managed to dip the design, at least, the templates. And I've been helping out, filling the database for all the Game Boy games by scanning all of my games and taking pictures of the uh, the motherboards. So, uh, and then some other stuff, like... Some people, if you're following me on Twitter, you might have seen something about the Beethoven game on Game Boy. Um, but yeah, we're doing a lot of research into that. So yeah, not not been playing much. So that's pretty much it for me. What have you been doing? Um, Literally nothing. So I haven't been streaming much at all either lately. Simply because I come home and I start working on or helping with the Game Boy database or reading on how we should code the new website for pulling in such information efficiently and keeping our options flexible and whatnot for future designs and all that other happy stuff. So that's pretty much what I do after work now when I get home. But for games, uh, I took a little bit of a break from Game Boy Adventure just because I want to rebrand it and I need uh, I need a new, I need a real logo for it, not just what I threw together in 14 mm -hmm. seconds. Um, but I've been playing a lot of N N64 games. Um, I, I've recently started collecting N64 because that library is exceptionally cheap right now. Um, so I, I started collecting and I realized I'm like, I'm not going to play any of these games I'm collecting. So I put it upon myself to start playing the games that I've collected. So in the process, I think I've played like twelve Game Boy or Game Boy twelve and sixty four games so far, um, just in my collection alone. And I found some really unique Japanese ones, um, like DDR. Like I never knew there was a DDR game on N sixty four. It was only released in Japan. The DDR pad is like a hundred bucks, so it's insane. Um, I want one though. It looks cool. <laughs> um, but that game is is the game is really fun, catchy music. Um, there is a sumo wrestling game on the N sixty four that I have no idea how to play, but I really want to learn how to play it because <laughs> it's like it's just like it's 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 a it's a story driven game about sumo wrestling. Like that's all you do is sumo wrestle, and I'm just like this is fantastic. But I honestly have no idea how to play this game. Um, 
and I found another game that's like it's it's a it's a more anime version of of, of Yu Gi Oh. Even more. It, yeah, like it's it's super 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 anime, and it's a card based game, and you have health points. And again, I don't know how to play because I don't know I don't know Japanese. All right. Um. So like, there's a lot of really really interesting games that I've I've collected over the last like couple months for N64 that I don't know how to play. But I really want to figure out how to play. Um, outside of that, like Mo is saying, just filling in database. I scanned all of my carts. I don't know a couple of weeks ago, and that took that was an entire day project for me. Um, I'm starting to slowly scan manuals. Um, I also started getting into Virtual Boy again too, which is a nightmare in itself. Um, yeah, so not nothing too crazy. Uh, I'm still waiting for Mo to get to get uh, Dragon Marked for Death for the Switch. Yep, it's coming the end of the month. Mm, hopefully, <laughs> I've had mine since the end of March. I had I've opened it and I and that's it. I haven't updated my Switch or installed it or anything yet. So, <laughs> um, just I've just just been entirely too busy. So that's pretty much what I've been up to. N64 Game Boy database. And try not to go insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it the scanning of everything and taking pictures takes a long time. Like, I just started. Uh, I have 348 Game Boy games right now. Um, and I've done 27 of them in, like, six or seven hours. Uh, it, it's just not, like, you scan 12 of them at the same time, which is cool and all. But uh, a, a scanner is not really made to... Not like scan 3D objects, so no. you have to put them correctly, or otherwise the light will come in, and then the entire scan gets ruined. So um, I found at yep. least a good way to do it right now, so I can do 12 at a time. But then I have to cut them all out, and then I have to open all of my cards and take pictures with my phone, and then I have to do it game by game because otherwise, like. My phone doesn't name the f the image files, and I don't remember which board is which. Otherwise, so it's uh, yeah, it's it a lot of effort for something that should be really really simple. Actually, yeah, I I haven't done I've done a couple of board board pictures. Um, I was trying to find a way to to streamline boards as well. I try to put the board into my scanner. Yeah, I tried that as well. Up. The, the issue is is that like since the board is uneven when you scan it it, it whatever is up against the glass is crystal clear mm -hmm. but there's a lot of information on the actual board that isn't on the glass that when rendered is blurry yep. because it's not focused so I was like well can't wait to <laughs> do this for 200 and some odd game Boy games. <laughs> It's it's a fun time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's it's a blast. Yeah, it's a lot of effort, and it should be simple. But like, we don't have professional equipment or anything like that. No, um, like I have a I have a three one printer. Yeah, so. yeah, like I have a my printer is oh yeah, well my scanner slash printer is what twelve years old, if if not longer. And I was surprised when I tried it out that it actually got very good scanning. Uh, done so i was happy about that but yeah taking the the pictures of the the boards is, is probably the hardest part because yeah one yeah. i have to use my phone um 
and then the, the light has to be correct or otherwise I can't see anything because if you put the flash on then it's even worse uh, yeah it's it's not a fun time luckily winter is over so so it's getting a little bit more clearer through the day so it's I have a lot more time frame to do those things in but yeah winter is coming tomorrow no no that's right. You don't watch games. <laughs> I do so. not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's winter where I am right now. We we had snow for the last two or yeah, three days. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Today it has and been snowing here as well, which is weird because it's also seven degrees outside. But yeah, it's seven. So, yeah, that's got, Celsius, by the way, for American listeners. It's not seven Fahrenheit. Yeah, it's what 30, 40 degrees for us. I like no that. idea. Something, something like that. Yeah, we have like five or so inches of snow outside. No big deal. Yeah, it's, it's uh, weird. in the middle of in the middle of April. Yeah, tomorrow it's eighteen degrees. So <laughs> the weather has been a, a little bit hectic lately. It's, it's thirty eight out right now, which probably puts us at about three with you guys, three or four with you guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not that All not right. that much warmer here today. Then. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Mm-hmm. You guys want to? All, you can. I'll send you some snow. Don't worry. No, you can keep it. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to be very good weather next week. Because celebration in my uh, in my village involves a lot of uh, drinking. It has to be good weather because most of the the partying goes out outside. So it would be nice to yeah have a sunny day at least. We had brown snow because apparently, like we got dust from texas up to where i am so it just made all of our snow like brown i'm like huh (laughs) okay well cool yeah that sounds very very healthy uh anyways whether or not you liked (laughs) this little weather report we did uh (laughs) we're actually gonna be talking of course about a game boy game because uh that's that's that is what we do, right? Because sometimes I forget that that's what we actually do. Uh, but I yeah, we're, after this little break, we're going to dive right into uh, this month's game, uh, which is called Night Quest. back everyone like uh <clears throat> mo was saying we're gonna be talking about night quest not night's quest night quest yeah because calling so it I... night's quest was too easy apparently <laughs> yeah i mean it's only one night so yeah but it is his quest so it is a night's quest That's... it's a weird name <laughs> if you ask me because every, everybody is saying night's quest it just rolls off the tongue a little bit better than night quest Maybe it's a quest during the night. It is not, though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This game uh, this game came out fairly early in the Game Boy Life cycle, though. 1991, 1992-ish? July 1992. Yeah. So uh, we had um, Lenar. Is that how you pronounce the developer? Lenar? Lenar? Um, I'm going to guess it's Lenar, but... Not sure, because it only has one N in it, but yeah, no idea how to yeah. pronounce that company. If, you, if, if y'all don't know who Lenar is, they are well known for Bird Week, 
for uh, NES and Famicom, and the best game ever, Deadly Towers, for the NES mm-hmm. and Famicom. Um, so you, we we already know we're uh, we're getting quality, uh, although the game itself I think is actually very good. Um, Lenar is a weird company though, like. Their quality of work and competency is honestly all over the place. Like, I don't know if they had multiple teams or, like, I don't know if they had, like, a bunch of people, like, do one game and then those bunch of people left and they brought in a different group of people that did a game and then they left. Because, like, if you've played some of their games, it is all over the place. Like, some of them are exceptionally good or some of them are just exceptionally awful. And, uh, yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I honestly don't know how that company functioned back in the day. But I would be very curious if anyone knows, or is from that company that listens to this, uh, how uh, how how it all worked and how you how so many genres became from that actual company company itself. Yeah, I actually do not know them. Like, um, my knowledge of the NES library is very, very tiny. Um, so I've heard about Deadly Towers, but I'm actually not sure what it is. Uh, and Bird Week, no idea. Bird Week. Bird Week is something else. It's, uh, it's a game. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of, <laughs> it makes me think of Garfield's Week or, or Week of Gar- What is that one called? The week of Garfield. Yeah, that, it, it, <laughs> for some reason, that's the game I think of when I heard Bird's Week. So, yeah, I don't, it, like like um, Linar. Like they they were they were they were they were founded in '86. Uh, so they're they're a fairly old company. I I want to say they're still around, uh, but I think they do. If they do anything with video games now, I think it's music. Um, or at least like instrumental pieces of it, but uh, like they did Deadly Towers, like was one of their first releases. Deadly Towers and Bird Week, and then they did uh, they did uh, Gunpull, uh, the Gunman's Proof in '97, which I've I've never heard of. It seems like to do a lot of Japanese, mainly mm-hmm. Japanese games now. Yeah, um, which came out for the Super Nintendo. They had. Uh, Napoleon Sinki, Battle of Kingdom, uh, which I think they reverted to Knight's Quest, actually. And then GT Racing. Um, and so they didn't make very many games, which I'm perfectly okay with. But, uh, yeah, weird, weird company. Weird company. And on top of that, they got this game, Knight's Quest, got published by Taito? Taito? I always call it Taito. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's pronounced Taito, like so, like very fast, like Taito. Uh, yeah, Taito. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Taito uh, is is a, well, most people know that name. Uh, it's a Japanese video game developer, developer, yeah, uh, and a, <laughs> it's a developer now, and a publisher of arcade hardware and mobile phones, which I did not know. Uh, and an operator of video arcades. So they, they have a lot of arcades open in Japan. Uh, most of them that you visit, if you go over there, um, are actually all owned by Taito itself. Um, so in the past, they also, of course, made home video games or console video games. Um, but then they got swallowed up by Square Enix Holdings. 
Um, so now they're actually a, a subsidiary to that, but they kind of kept their own name, uh, their parent company away from the entire Square Enix branding. Um, but sometimes when you buy a Square Enix game, you might see that uh, that there's also the Taito logo in it. So um, they don't really make the games themselves anymore, but um, they're still involved in some of the projects. Um, mostly Taito, at least back in the in the early days, was known for producing some of uh, the very influential arcade games, actually. Uh, they came up with Space Invaders, they came up with Arkanoid, and they came up with Bubble Bobble. And I guess they mean, like, the actual Bubble Bobble games... Uh, with the, where you actually play as the Bob and Bob and not Puzzle Bobble, but I guess they invented that as well eventually. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's a little little information about Taito right there. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Taito. Um, they had Kicks on the Game Boy, Elevator Action, which doesn't seem like a fun game, but it's actually pretty fun. Um, Operation Wolf, it's another NES game. Jungle Hunt for the Atari. Like, they they've done... A ton of games, yeah. and yeah, like they 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 are very big influencers in the arcade in- industry, old and new. So yeah, most of the games you just mentioned are also basically arcade ports for for console versions, especially Operation Wolf. That's like the very first, um, yeah. How would you call those like sh- arcade shooters? I would say, like, I guess um, that's yeah. that's like the the earliest one that I can remember. It it, it had like an, an an actual machine gun mounted on top of it to shoot with, but they just uh, uh, removed the insides. At least the one we had over here <laughs> was an actual yeah, machine we... gun. Um, I'm not sure which type, uh, like the the blocky one. Is that an M4? I'm not sure. <sighs> It's like for one for one hand, but yeah, it's it's like a very blocky one. But yeah, they had that mounted on top of it to shoot everything. I I loved that game as a kid. Great game. Yeah, no, I I remember going into the arcade and playing a shooter game like Operation Wolf, and it was it was like a real gun. Just all the insides were taken mm-hmm. out, and I was just like, wow, like I'm holding either like I either have a sniper rifle or or I'm holding a machine gun. Yeah, and it's like well, this. Like, we wouldn't have that anymore nowadays. Yeah, no, like, (laughs) years later, we had, uh, oh, what's it called? It came out on Super Nintendo as well with Aerosmith. Um, Generation X, which had, like, these huge futuristic guns, which was also cool, by the way. Um, And you also had a Terminator 2, which came out at the same time, which also had a huge gun. But after that, they went into more toy-like guns with uh, the Time Crisis series. Those were basically plastic guns. Um, I do love the Time Crisis 2 uh, weapon, though. I think it's really cool with the paddle. Um, And then, after a while, you also had House of the Dead either 3 or 4, which came with the shotguns for the arcade games, that is. That thing was so heavy. You could not hold it for longer than two minutes. Luckily, there were a lot of cutscenes in that game, so you could take a break. (laughs) But yeah, oh man, I love arcade shooters. Sadly, here in Belgium, arcades are a thing of the past, so uh, you don't see them anymore. Well, even then, we didn't have them. They were just uh, on carnivals. Um, We actually had like arcade games, but now you can only find them at the coast. There are a few arcades there, but that's all. Yeah, arcades here in America are weird. Um, 
you, you'll if you go into like a really old establishment, like an old laundromat or something, or like a really old convenience store, they might still have one or two cabinets up. Mm-hmm. But um, outside of that, like arcades themselves are just not are they're just non-existent here. Yeah, as it's, well. Like it's, I remember uh, growing up, like we had like Aladdin, Aladdin's Paradise, or something like that, or Palace, whatever it was called, mm-hmm. where you walk in, it's just a giant building or a giant room full of arcade cabinets. Um, luckily enough, where I live, um, there is a somebody bought like an old building and made a bar slash arcade out of it. So in the middle of the building is a bar, but everything else around it is an arcade. So you can, I still, I, I can still go there, put in five bucks for a bunch of coins, mm-hmm. and go play Space Invaders or the old Donkey Kong or whatever else I want to, or play pinball, which I would never do. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wish somebody would open up a barcade around here. But the thing is that it would be a waste of money because nobody cares in Belgium. So, uh, but yeah, that that would be so amazing because there's a lot of collectors here for arcade cabinets and and things like that. So that's definitely not a problem. But uh, yeah, the market is not really big on on people who go to bars here um, are not really interesting to, to play video games at the same time. So, but yeah, I would... We have a lot of hipsters here, yeah, so... I, I, would, I would never come home again. <laughs> <laughs> just put a bed up in the arcade yeah. and just... Oh, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. I'll, I'll just stay here. <laughs> uh, as for the composer for this game, I couldn't find... I literally couldn't find any information for the composer of this game. Yeah, I tried um, looking at my video because I recently played this game, but it is one of those games that has an ending screen and then it's done, so... <laughs> right. I, I... I, Knowing the history of Linar and knowing and knowing what they do now, I, I lean and assume heavily towards Linar uh, composing the music for this game. Mm-hmm. And just not crediting the composer, which is very, very normal back in yeah, the day. Yeah, it is. Um, so I, that's what I'm more leaning towards because, like, I I know what they've done and I know what they do now for the most part. So that's, that's why I lean towards that. But I could be completely wrong. Um, we would never know unless the actual composer came out and said I made made the music for this game. So. Uh, which would be great because then we can document it. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be a very hard thing to fill out in in our database for sure. Composers, oh, so man. yeah, yeah. Composers gonna be a little rough. Uh, but we have the plot of the game. This game does have plot. It, I think it has like four or five episodes. Uh, you you do plots a lot better than I. Yeah, do. Yeah, uh, I have the link to the uh, actual manual here, so I'm I'm just gonna read. Um, the thing from the manual. Uh, apparently I did this really well during my playthrough of it. Um, made, made it sound a little bit old Englishy or something like that. I don't know how I did it, but you said that. Ye old? Yeah, I, w- I wasn't doing it in the, in the ye old, but just the way I was uh, saying everything sounded very, very medieval So I'll see if I can do that again, but I'm not sure. <clears throat> okay, let's try this. Look you now, through the mists of time, to an age where our world was threatened by dread beast and eternal darkness. Then, indeed, was the land of Avalot sore beset, and her brave King Mowbray sent forward all the bold knights to defend these innocent people. Yet, they were too few. Came at last a dauntless young lad, and he did train every hour, every day to become a knight. 
Mowbray, and all of Avalot watched with great hope at this youth called Will, grew in might and wisdom until the day he faced the challenge and became a true knight, one of the last. Now did the king summon Will and name him a list of quests facing wizards, beasts and perilous adventure, and so it was that Avalot's future depended entirely upon this one young knight. Yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. Thank you, thank you. And nobody knows what actually the plot is right now. Because even <laughs> I'm thinking like, uh, what, what did they say? Uh, yeah, basically you're a young fella and uh, either the princess got kidnapped uh, and an evil force is coming to ruin the land and you have to stop it. And, and you're the, the last one uh, there. So it's kind of like last action hero, but in, in medieval times or something. Well, I, I think... Will's not even a knight yet, though, is he? I think Will is just like some squire or some brave commoner who wants to become a knight. And in order to do so, he must go save the princess or whatever. Yeah, I think that's the first mission in this game. Oh, is that the first episode? I okay, think because so, like yeah. I, I can, I can vaguely recall that Will's not a knight at the start of the game. But he slowly um, becomes one. Yeah, but yeah, he slowly be becomes becomes a knight. Hence the knight quest. Um, because like the, the the king obviously has a bunch of knights. Like it says so in the lore, where he just goes, "Yeah, we have a bunch of knights. They're dispersed to protect the people of the of the land." You know, but I need my princess because she got captured. Please go save her. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, it, it actually says here in the manual what the quests are, so I can actually go over them real quick. Um, so, yeah, that's the first couple. So, Sir Will's first quest is to defeat the Wild Goblin King. Indeed, the wise Will knows that before questing, a knight should go shopping. If he has chosen, <laughs> okay, no, I'm not gonna read it. You, you really have to, you really have to read the the manual. It's it's actually a really cool manual. Uh, one of the few that actually put real effort into everything. Uh, but yeah, so first is defeat the Wild Goblin King. Let's see. The second, investigate North Cape. Uh, then get help from Tabasa, which is an old lady wizard or something. And then, oh, the fourth Rich. quest is rescue the princess. That's actually, that's actually the final quest. That's right. She gets kidnapped. She gets kidnapped. Yeah. No, there's there's one more. There's one more quest after the fourth quest. Ah, yeah. That's... There's there's five. There's five quests. Yeah, but that, yeah. those are spoilers. So just just go play the game. <laughs> you can guess but what I like, it is, I think. But I, I, I like that in the first quest, like it has in big blue, blue bubble. Avoid the West until Will can gain new levels. So I, when I played this, I never, I never read the manual, and I went West immediately. Get owned. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. So uh, more about that later on the episode. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's actually dive into what the game actually is because we haven't mentioned that yet. <laughs> uh, the game is a RPG, um, a very very basic RPG. Um, it is it is as basic of an RPG as you can get, in my opinion. Um, it, it has a lot of charm to it, however. Uh, when you're first onto the, the overworld screen where you walk around and maneuver where you need to get to, um, as you walk through the woods or wherever else you need, to, you need to go, the enemy sprites actually show up on the map and they actually move. And depending on the type of enemy, it'll either move towards you or it'll move in a set pattern, which 
I think is a very unique thing to have in an RPG. Um, I, I kind of compare it to Chrono Trigger a little bit, because when you play Chrono Trigger, you can see all of your enemy sprites on the screen. There's no, I walk two steps, and magically my screen flashes, and now I'm fighting an enemy type deal. Um, we all know how much we all like that kind of stuff. So uh, it's really cool to see like what's coming up, what you're about to encounter. Maybe think of ways to avoid that encounter, which I don't recommend at all. Um, so it's it's really fun to see that and really think strategy outside of that too. Like how do I, I have, you know, five health if I fight this thing, like if I don't know the weakness, which we'll get into in a second, like am I going to live or am I going to die? Um, and then when you do encounter an enemy, you're presented a very, very simple menu, which I can appreciate. Uh, you have four options. You have fight, you have magic, you have escape, you have medi, which is, which is medic. Uh, it's how you heal if you have any potions with you. Uh, when you choose fight, you have four options to choose, and they're all based off of birds for some reason. Uh, you have swallow, falcon, seagull, and eagle. Um, and every enemy that you encounter has a weakness to one of those attacks. So if you actually choose the right attack for that enemy, you will do a ton of damage to that, to that enemy sprite. If you don't choose the correct one, you barely do any damage at all. There's like, there's like two really weak ones, one mediocre one, and one really strong one. So, um, and then going through that, you have magic, uh, I found magic to be pretty useless in this game. Uh, you have, you, you can buy spells like fireball, which you can only use once. Uh, basically you buy, you buy your magic spells. You have a limited amount of them. However many you bought is how much you can use them. But I, I honestly found them completely useless. Uh, you have, you have a, uh, you have thunder, you have, um, fire, Crystal, which is supposed to do a ton of damage, I think, or do something really crazy, but I can't remember what it did off the top of my head. Oh, here it is. Magic is truly the most powerful known to any knight. That's what Crystal is, so take that as you will. (laughs) (laughs) Star is a blazing fireball, which, again, no one would ever know. Fang is a firestorm. Scroll is a volcano. Uh, An angel makes will move at a very high speed. Uh, again, things you would never, ever interpret <laughs> looking <laughs> at the names of them. Um, and then you have Escape, which self-explanatory, if you choose Escape, you try and run away from your encounter. Um, and then you have Medi, which is your medical. So you have three options to for, for healing. You have a potion, which heals you for 20 HP, a potion 2, which heals you for 50 HP, <clears throat> and a heart, which heals you for 150 HP. Um, I usually carried a potion around here and there just, you know, so I didn't have to go into an inn and pay 10 gold to sleep to heal up. That way I can just keep running with my life. But towards the end of the game, you definitely want to stock up on some hearts, though, because some of that stuff does hurt um, eventually. Uh, and as you progress through the game, as you kill enemies, you gain experience. As you gain experience, you level up. And when you level up, your health goes up. And I want to say, there's like a, there's like a, um, your armor, your, your, your health goes up and your armor also affects your health as well too. So along the way as well, you're collecting or you're upgrading your sword and your armor by buying them from a shop. And they can be quite expensive. So you have to do a little bit of grind. Not a ton, but just a little bit of grinding in the game to get enough gold. 
And as you upgrade your sword, you do more damage, obviously. And as you upgrade your armor, you get more health. And as you level, you get more health. Um, and I believe the max level in the game is 30. 30 or 40? Um, um, yeah, it's between 30 and 40. I think it's not a round number at all. I think it's like 32 or 34 or something similar like that. Weird. Yeah. What a weird. Yeah, it's it's a weird number to land on. Yeah, like you said, it's a very basic RPG, and um, the same goes actually for all the items and and equipment in the game. Um, first of all, you only have one party member. You just play as Will, so you don't have to worry about yeah. any other party member at all. Um, the only upgrades are. Sword 2, Sword 3, Sword 4, and Armor 2, Armor 3, and Armor 4. Um, so so that it's not a deep equipment system where you can have shields and, and boots and accessories or things like that. Um, the magic you can compare to how it worked in the original Final Fantasy, where you buy the magic, but it's just a an item you use it's not like a spell you learn and keep for the rest of the game uh, but yeah they are pretty pretty useless to be fair because um, you can definitely use them to do a lot more damage to enemies you are facing when you're not at a good enough level actually to beat them yet but the game is also made in such a way that you kind of want to have that um well not the level cap but like the necessary level that you need to yeah. to get through the quote-unquote dungeons so um in the end your normal attacks do as much damage as any of those magic attacks would do uh, except maybe crystal that always does a, a whole lot of damage but it also costs way too much to invest in that um it's better to just get health potions then um yeah, besides that, there there's not much more to it. Um, again, the level cap is really low, even for, for an early RPG, in my opinion. Like, most of them went to 99, and, and that was the cap. Or uh, Dragon's Warrior went to 30, I think. Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior. Um, Dragon Warrior, yeah, yeah. they went to like 30 so, or 40. Yeah. But th that was mostly because of the limitations of, uh, of the coding. Um, as far as I remember, because they couldn't have too many integrals, or how <laughs> it's called, I don't know, like, uh, it would mess up the numbers uh, for the games, because there wasn't <laughs> enough space, let's just call it like that. Um, yeah, and besides that, it's also, it's based on an overworld, but it's also a very, very tiny map, if you look at it. Um, it it's maybe a, a 5 by 10 grid at most, um, not including yeah, the dungeons. Um, those are even those are not big they're like three or four levels oh. uh, consisting of maybe eight screens at best so um, getting lost in this game is probably not gonna happen except near the end where um, you are required to actually find a secret uh, yeah <laughs> forest uh, which I yeah. just stumbled upon by accident so i knew where it was actually but uh yeah it, sometimes it's it's not clear that you have to actually do that unless you talk to the people in town which is of course a trope of an rpg like you have to talk to everybody 
luckily there's only like 10 people you can talk to in this entire game so so it, it's always self-contained very well and usually at the start of each quote-unquote episode um they give you general directions like go north or go, go west and um you always get blocked off by a path you can't nexus yet anyway so um it, it it does that pretty well so you're not spending hours just trying to find where to go unlike final fantasy one which is who if you don't know where to go in that game you might be lost forever so um they did that really really well in this game yeah final fantasy one is pretty rough if you get lost um the game is you know pretty linear but you do get tools along the way um you do get tools along the way to uh like cut down trees break boulders in your path um, so there is like side stuff that you have to do in order to progress through the game too. So it, it it kind of forces an adventure upon you. But again, like the maps are very linear, and you have to almost try to get lost in this game. Um, the there are there are a, a few things, few little weird things with the game. Um, the inns, so every inn costs like ten gold to go into and sleep to heal up. Uh, which isn't a lot of money at all. Like typically, ends ends in general aren't, aren't a lot of money in RPGs. But like you, I'm always stingy when it comes to my money in RPGs. But when you die in Night Quest, you lose I think like half of your money. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very punishing to die in this game. Uh, you don't lose like any upgrades or anything, but you lose half of your money. And money is like your 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 blood basically in the game like that's how you're going to get through the game um is with money uh there's no like you can do stuff under level in the game i i did i think the third dungeon under leveled and it was exceedingly difficult i went through a lot of potions in that fight under level uh don't recommend it at all definitely recommend grinding some levels out and getting to the desired level the game wants you to be with that uh Really, outside of that, that's pretty much the game. Uh, the game does give you passwords, so Mo mentioned between every episode. Uh, the game ha <clears throat> the game has four main quests and a fifth quest at the very end. And after you've completed each quest, you get a passcode. The passcode is like 20-some characters long. It's quite atrocious. Uh, and... Uh, and going through that, you have, you know, as a, if you're playing on Game Boy, you have to have a notebook and pen with you because we didn't have cell phones back then to take a picture of the screen. So, like, if you're on a road trip or if you're, like, in class, you know, not in class, but in school, you know, playing on recess, like, you're writing this giant long password down somewhere. And if you don't have a pen and paper, well, I guess you're out of luck, you know, <laughs> so because there's no save feature at all. There's no battery in the game. Yeah, uh, yeah you can always go to the king. Uh, in this game for a password so it's not only at the end of the episode uh you can just always yeah. go get it at least yeah you can go chat to the king and see what's up um my favorite thing to do though was that going back to the manual a little bit is that they give you a table for passwords and monster attacks monsters and attack so like they've definitely encouraged you to write down the passwords, and they definitely encouraged you to write down the monster and the weakness of that monster. So I thought that was actually really cool. Um, 
and every monster has has a weakness, a pretty a, a set weakness to it. It's not random at all. So, um, yeah, that's that's Night Quest basically. Uh, quest one, go kill a Goblin King. Quest two, uh, you go to the some North Cape place. Um, I think you need to. I don't even remember what the North Cape was. It was a cave they had to go into, but you had you had to fight a wizard sorcerer i can't remember i didn't i uh, think there yeah there was like a, a dark tower that suddenly appeared near the beach f- i think i think that's the second one. Oh, okay yep 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 yeah and then and then third you go into like the what's the third quest you go into that weird graveyard mansion yeah 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 that one was that's brutal. the wizard yeah okay that's the sorcerer and then you have the fourth, the fourth quest, which is saving the princess. Yeah, from some kind of ninja guy. <laughs> do we do we want to do we want to spoil the final quest for people? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna spoil it because I like spoiling things. So there are five quests in the game, and the final quest is to go defeat the Black Knight. Um. The Black Knight once served as the big bad knight for the king whom you are serving right now. And the knight felt like they weren't getting the desired uh, uh, pleasures that that they deserved. So they left and in a fit of rage, you know, started doing bad things to the land. And when the king caught wind of it, the king was like, hey, Will, go... Why don't you go take care of the Black Knights? And then you have to go um, and venture to, I think it's called the Dark Tower, Dark Lord's Castle, which is a castle you always see in the top left corner of the map, but you, there's never an access point to it. That's when that's where Mo said you have to find the Hidden Forest, which you fly a dragon to mm-hmm. the castle. <laughs> um, and that's where you buy your final upgrades, your upgrade your upgrade four sword, I think, or armor, one of the two, maybe both. Yeah, when when climbing up the mountain, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is the entire night quest game, though. Yeah, right there in a nutshell. I go play it. It's actually a pretty fun. Game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a typical story uh, for like mostly every game. It, it's always like a guy who's trying RPG to ever. take over the world. Uh, I always have a question about that, though. Like. There's always a guy trying to take over the world. Huh? Good, good stuff and all. I'm fine with that. <laughs> they always do it by destroying the world. At least that's their plan. Like in Final Fantasy VI, yeah. for example, it actually happens. Kefka destroys the world. Why? You want the world, but you destroy it? Like that's counterproductive, if you ask me. Like, can't you find another way to do this? If you want to Maybe rule the world to... and you have nothing to rule, then what's what's the entire point of, of everything? Maybe they want to destroy the world and then rebuild it in their own version. Ah, that's 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 uh that's poppycock. Um <laughs> like the the same thing okay and this is going to sound word word yeah this is going to sound word um <laughs> so yesterday for the first time in my life I uh, watched the Lion King. Um, yeah, I know. Wow. How many, how many years am I behind? Huh? Uh, but yeah, so I watched that and I have two questions about, (laughs) about that movie. Uh, 
Because I like the movie. It's it's a great movie. I can't say anything bad about it. But it did raise some questions for me. And this kind of ties into that. First of all, the Wildebeest stampede. How many freaking Wildebeests were there? Like, that thing went on for like five minutes. And they just kept coming and coming. And I don't think there's even that many Wildebeests in existence. At least not anymore. Because most of them will probably have been hunted down. Well, but, yeah, that was before human interaction. Yeah, but but so yeah, it, it no lasted extinction. way too long. Like <laughs> Simba was in there for like two minutes before uh, Mustafa. Is it Mustafa? 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 Mustafa, that's it. Before he showed up and then they were still running and I was like, um, you guys are running away from three hyenas. Uh, there's, there's something wrong. Anyways, that's fine. But all of it is, of course, because Scar wanted to take over the Pride Lands. Which is cool because that yeah. it, it's a beautiful place, but then suddenly in the end everything is lava. Where the heck did the lava come from? I said <laughs> you have to you have to cut it again. But yeah, I, I like that didn't make any sense to me. But yeah, same deal. Like why did he destroy the Pride Lands if he wanted to rule it? Like it, it, it's yeah, it's a pet peeve of mine that I never will understand. But you notice how quick the Pride Lands cured itself when Simba... Yeah, immediately started raining and everything was well. Because <laughs> yeah. that's how it works. If, if there's lava and then it <laughs> rains, everything starts blossoming again. Uh, yeah. That's how Hawaii works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> can't believe you just now watched it. Yeah, yeah. And next up is Hercules. Just, just saying. Nah, I didn't like Hercules. That's whatever. <laughs> um... So now you guys get the plot and the gameplay. Cover art. I always like talking about cover art. Yeah. Especially this one, because it is drastically different between America and Japan. Because I don't think you guys got this in Europe, did no, you? No, it only came out in the US and Japan, of course. Well, that, that's weird. That's really we skipped Europe. Well, that, huh. that, well, that will tie into something. Uh, one question we got from a listener. Well... Our producer uh, later, so so that will tie into that at least. But yeah, I mean, I she prob probably listens. <laughs> yeah, mm, she should. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how well she's gonna produce these things, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, cover art. Um, two very very different art styles. Um, yeah, well, the they, they are different art styles, but they actually are the same <laughs> like the the same yeah the same thing is on it but it's, it's just in a in a different style yeah it's like the american version is a more realistic comic style where like night's quest has like uh highlight shadows like it looks like a like it looks like someone took gold and wrote night quest in it like like the metal and then as we go down, like off in the distance on top of what looks like a volcano is a is a castle. And then in front of it is this giant dragon with his tongue out and this and the knight standing on the cliff edge with a sword in hand, which you never fight the dragon in the game. The dragon's friendly with you immediately. Um <laughs> yeah, indeed, so too. kind of deceiving there. And then in the Japanese version, it's a I would say it's a very typical Japanese comic drawing where it's really, really hard to make out the word Night Quest. 
because the Night Quest coloring really, really blends in with the color of the dragon in the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, the cat, like the the in the very forefront, you have your knight who is wearing a Ryu Street Fighter headband <laughs> and has red hair and almost looks like he has a keyblade in his hand. Yeah, actually, and. Yeah. Yeah, wow, yeah, and now then, that you mention it, it does, Sherm does look like a keyblade of some sort. He also looks like um, um, one of the Fire Emblem characters, Mart or the other one. Oh, I've never played Fire well, Emblem. Well, me neither, I just know them from Smash, but yeah, it looks like a Fire Emblem character. So, And then, as we get towards the background, it looks like the ca- the castle, which is in a very ugly yellow... Is sitting in some clouds floating in the sky? I think I think it's supposed to be a mountain and there mists right in front of the the castle gate. Well, it doesn't have a okay. gate, but it has an opening. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's supposed to be like the, the summit of a mountain at least and, and okay. but yeah the, the It the, looks like it looks like clouds. Yeah, the ground is uh in blue, in like nightshade blue, so it's kinda weird, yeah. And then behind the castle is this giant, generic-looking dragon that's in the same gross yellow as the castle. Mm. Um, yeah, two very, very different covers for for this game. Like, when, if I'm looking at them, I would think, okay, Night Quest American version. I'm I'm going to fight a dragon to enter this castle. And then I look at the Japanese version, I think, okay, I'm going to enter this castle and fight a dragon. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's the, the other way around. And you do not fight a dragon, so... And you don't fight a dragon <laughs> at all in the game. The dragon is friendly with you as soon as it appears. Oh, weird. weird. I know it gets wounded, but I don't think it's because of you. I think it's... Oh, right. We the don't for- wound it. The Ford boss was sitting on top of it. That's it. But you do not fight a dragon, you just fight a guy. Yeah, you... Fight the boss, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, very weird. Uh, the weird. the U.S. cover um, for me really, really looks like uh, one of the covers from a Belgian comic called, uh, well, translated at least, The Red Knight, which is based on, well, it's not based on anything. It's, it's just set in medieval times, and there's uh, a knight who fights all kinds of medieval monsters like this dragon, but... The art style of it looks a lot like that. Maybe I'll post a link to one of the covers in the in the episode notes or in the uh, description of this episode, so you can compare. But it does really resemble that art style, which is really cool. Not a big fan of the comic myself. I know my parents were. Uh, but yeah, it's, it it looks it looks similar to that. And yeah, like I said, a Japanese one. For me, it looks like a Fire Emblem character. <laughs> Weirdly with a Keyblade in his hand and then some some weird blended Gastel Dragon. Yeah, I don't know. Poor poor coloring choice, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Like the Night Quest in the Japanese text is like in that putrid yellow. The castle is in putrid yellow. The dragon is in putrid yellow. Like it is. Yeah. And this is one of the very few times I choose the American cover art over the Japanese yeah, cover for art. For sure. Um, I, this isn't also the best quality of the cover, of course, because it's sometimes very hard to find them uh, for the Japanese Especially ones, at, this at game. least. Um, I, but I think it's it's pretty close to what it's supposed to be. Um, it, it, it looks washed out. Like, the colors are not yeah. very vibrant or anything, so... Um, 
Yeah. Kind of offsetting, sadly. Yeah. It's really hard. I felt like so, like some of these games that Mo and I talk about, like some of the, like, the, the lesser known games, finding any type of box art or cover for them is, is actually, at a good quality, is actually quite difficult. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, we haven't really went into like complete Japanese games besides Nubo. Uh, but yeah, those ones, they are extremely rare to find. Usually they're like 100 by 200 pixel JPEGs that, yeah. that got scanned in like the, the early 90s or something, and you can hardly make anything of it. So, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, reception for the game, I, I, could, I could find some. It wasn't a ton. Um, but what I did find, it seemed like the game was, it was received well. Um, but I just, I don't think many, I don't think it was sold well in either region. <laughs> um, I, I don't know for sure. But like, there's a, so few articles about like what people thought about the game. Like, people seem to like the game, but no one, but and the people that bought it liked it, but it seemed like no one just bought the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely a yeah, it's a forgotten game. Like nobody knows this really, uh, which is kind of sad. Like it's not the greatest game, but like yeah, no. it's it's definitely a game you should play. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a baby's first RPG is what I call yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's all I found for reception anyway. But um, yeah, when we come back, uh, Mo and I will give you our thoughts, more of our thoughts on the game and our history with the game, and of course the uh, small little speed run section for this game. So stay tuned. So yeah, thoughts and history of the game. Um, for me, I never heard of this game until it was requested by Zenic Reverie uh, for Game Boy Adventure. Uh, I was looking to do an RPG. I wanted to do a quote-unquote short RPG uh, for Game Boy Adventure. And Zenic chose this game. I don't know if Zenic played this before. Uh, or not probably or, like um, if people if, yeah if people don't know Zenic is one of the first people who started a Game Boy uh, system challenge but he does it quite slowly mostly because uh, the most games he's played so far are puzzle games and the, those are always like 16 to 30 hour games uh, but besides that he also does an uh, RPG system challenge um, which is literally every RPG that ever came out on any system, chronologically, I think. Um, so I don't think he reached that one yet, because he's definitely not on the K uh, in the alphabet, but yeah, he probably knew it uh, because of that. He has a blog about about RPGs, so it's always nice to look that up if you want to. Maybe I'll, again, post a, post a link if I can find it. Yeah, but... Um... 
when he picked it, so I usually put the box art of the game too on my screen, and I looked at the box art, and I wasn't too excited to play this game just looking at the box art. Um, it looks good, don't get me wrong, but it looks pretty. It looks pretty cheesy for an RPG game. Um, not Wizards and Warriors cheesy, but still pretty cheesy. Uh, but once I got into it, I was pretty hooked on the game once I got into it. Uh, I think the first night I streamed it, I put like five hours into it almost immediately. Um, I, I had a hard time stopping. And RPGs is one of my favorite genres to play. Uh, and I didn't realize how simple an RPG could be uh, and still be exceptionally fun while being exceptionally simple. Uh, and I like the fact that everything is like episodic. It feels like you are, it feels like you're making a bigger, bigger impact on a, on a, on a bigger story than just like, well, you killed this guy. Now move on to the next area. I like the fact that it's once you've done the main mission, you go back to the king, tell him what's up. And the king's like, cool, here's your next task. Like it, it seems like you're building up a story and like you're, you're basically writing a book in a video game. And I definitely very much like that. Um, the music, it's the music I could, I could take or leave. Uh, it wasn't, it's not awful, but it, it's not great either. It's very forgettable. Uh, the gameplay itself, the combat I found to be really fun, but it's very repetitive. And that part, it get that, that gets old, especially if you're stuck on a quest for a while. Um, there the enemies, there's a, there's a decent amount of enemies in the game, but they all share the same sprite, basically. There's only, like, four different sprites an enemy can be, it seems like. And seeing the same sprite over and over again for, like, seven or eight hours, it's... It, 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 gets, it gets repetitive, and it, it can get a little boring in parts, for sure. But overall, like, I really, really enjoyed this game. This was probably one of my higher mark games for Game Boy Adventure... Uh, from what I thought was going to be a bad, what a, a bad, bad mediocre RPG turned out to be a good, good mediocre RPG, and I was very glad to to play it. How about you, Mo? Yeah, you were uh, mentioning the game a few times here and there in uh, in some of the discords. I had never heard about it before, and uh, I think you won uh, one of the raffles on my channel yeah. so so you picked this one for me um i had no idea what i was getting into at all like um besides knowing it it's an rpg um i had no idea and the rpgs i actually played on game boy are usually not that fun for me um like not not these types of rpgs at least like uh, final fantasy adventure or mystic quest is an action rpg that's that's like a totally different kind of uh, game but the only other rpgs besides pokemon that i've ever played on game boy were the uh, final fantasy legends one uh which is actually saga not final fantasy uh but those i really do not enjoy because it's it's a weird system how uh how your characters work it's it's definitely nothing for me so yeah when i started this um first thing that came to mind was like oh is this gonna be like one of the ease games or wise but it's called you have to pronounce it ease but everybody says wise um, where you like bump into uh, other 
enemies and, and you level up. But uh, yeah, no, to my surprise, you actually go into a battle screen. And yeah, like we mentioned, it's a pretty simple battle screen. There's not that much to it. Um, but I always also feel like this game is kind of a mix between a standard... Um, how do you call it? Like, not active time battle. That's, that's just a quote from... Uh, well, not a quote. It's just turn-based. Yeah, turn-based. There we go. That's what I was trying to find. But between a like, typical turn-based RPG and kind of like a strategy RPG, uh, which is also not really my type of game, a strategy RPG. I, I feel like I'm too dumb for those games. I never get anywhere. Uh, but this is like a good mix between that because it uses that rock-paper-scissors kind of way to to deal with enemies um which is actually kind of cool um like you said sadly it's a little bit repetitive um mostly because you constantly fight the same enemies over and over again they just have different names so you know they're like the the better version of it um but that, that's a thing of course in all better yeah like the, the stronger <laughs> version like, um like you this is on game boy so you cannot do much unless you change the entire sprite but they use the same system as in the early dragon well they still do that actually uh final fantasy yeah. or dragon quest games where you always fight the same sprite but they change the colors or something at least but you can't do that on a game boy of course uh so they could only change the names um at the start it was really easy to figure out which attack to use against which type of enemy in my opinion like it, it made perfect sense uh in the later episodes it's got a little uh more well quote-unquote complicated because you only have four attacks of course uh but but yeah the they used it differently and it didn't make much sense to me um, in the later levels. But yeah, once you found the appropriate attack, um, you could always use it. Sadly, I kept forgetting which one was the good one. So uh, that took me a while to to actually get that in my brain, which uh, attack I had to use. Um, yeah, I never got lost in this game except for one time uh, right after I got the hammer. Um, I had no idea where I had to use it, so um, I don't think I looked it up. I think I found it, but it took me like half an hour maybe, uh, which is rare in this game that you actually do not know where to go. Um, I got beaten up by the third boss a lot, in the one in the, in the ghost cemetery mansion. Uh, that's where the game actually got hard compared to... That mansion stuff. Yeah, it, got, it, it suddenly became apparent that um you had to grind um it, it was just part of it you couldn't escape it like at, at the first two episodes you can just blaze through and but then it suddenly is like yeah no you're not gonna make it if you're not leveled up enough uh luckily there is a level cap so you don't have to do it that much um i think maybe i played it for six or seven hours in total one hour was maybe spent on grinding in total and i was I think one or two levels away from from the cap, so um, it really doesn't take that long. But yeah, sadly, it's it's just very very repetitive because you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, like even the enemies don't have multiple attacks; they just have an attack. Like the bosses have multiple attacks, so uh, that that's pretty much it. But besides that, it's just the same thing over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, I actually enjoyed this game it is a really chill game um you can just really relax when playing this 
Um, there's not that much music in it, uh, which is kind of sad. Some of the tracks are really good, but um, they're, they're only like 30 second loops at best. So that gets boring as well after a while. Uh, but yeah, you're done with this game in six to seven hours. So um, doesn't overstay its welcome or anything. So yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed this yeah, game. There's one little trope with the attacking sequence is when you attack, uh, there are stars that... That pop up, so it goes for the enemy as well. When the enemy attacks you, there are stars that pop up kind of around you, and depending on the stars, I think is the, is depending on the crit as well too. I think if you hit them with the weakness and get a five star hit around them, I think it classifies as a crit, which does obviously more damage. Um, there, there's something with the stars that that tells you how much damage you're going to do to one another. Um, I did figure that out towards like the end of my playthrough, which took yeah like seven hours or whatever it was. I had really? never yeah. even noticed that. So yeah, there's a lot of like <laughs> there's like a lot of very subtle things to the game, which I I I like a lot about it. Um, I don't know. You gotta pay attention to a lot of like the little little stuff. Like there's one house like you go into, like you can perfectly go into it one time, and the person's super friendly, and oh yeah, go talk to the witch, and then. Later on in the game, like you just can't even enter the house anymore because there's a guard in front of the door, and the guard's like, "Uh, yeah, this guy is under investigation." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so it's like, so, "Okay." <laughs> so, uh, it's just a lot of weird, quirky things like that. I, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like, dive into the speed run of this. Uh, I don't know what the speed run looks like at all because it's a long game. And I don't speed run RPGs, but uh, pianist man is has grand slammed this game um for sure that's what we that's the terminology we use if a person has world record in all categories for a game um the any percent world record is two hours 40 minutes and 21 seconds uh which is actually pretty long for a game boy speed run (laughs) Uh, i think the final fantasy ones are like what like 30 minutes (laughs) Something like that. Uh, the yeah, depending on like any percent for sure. Especially, well, again, that this is an action RPG, but Final Fantasy Adventure is like what? Yeah, half yeah, hour, minutes or something. I guess. Yeah, but you skip like half the game. Seventy-five percent. Yeah, <laughs> 75%, yeah <laughs> you skip a lot in that. So, but you can't. As far as it's known by this point, you can't skip anything in this game. Yeah, unless someone really wants to dig into it. But any percent is. Beat the game as fast as you can, by all means necessary. Uh, 100% road record is 4 hours, 17 minutes, and 57 seconds. Uh, this is hitting level cap and buying all upgrades, and I forgot what else it entails. Uh, I think that's it, like level 4 sword and armor and okay. just the level cap. Don't think there's and then low else. percent, I honestly have no idea what this means at all. Probably level one sword and armor question i don't know yeah yeah i don't think there's could be anything else because there's not much i would look it up on speedrun.com but i can 100 percent guarantee you it's not going to load um and that record is three Mm. hours 33 minutes and one second so uh and there's only two runners for the game uh that i saw in a way is pianist man who has the world record in all three categories and flash theory who is um who initially made the leaderboard, it looked like, uh, way back when, uh, with any percent, 100%. So, uh, yeah, 
So that's the small speedrun segment. Uh, if you're interested in speedrunning the game, uh, there is a leaderboard up on speedrun.com. Um, I actually have a write-up of this game telling you all of the weaknesses for the enemies and the bosses and where to go and how to do stuff. Like, I actually have a full-on write-up for this game. Um, just ask me for it and I'll toss it your way. Um, and I'm sure Pianist Man is more than happy to, to help you help you through this game as well. Theorize, route, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. So yeah, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk about some community events, uh, any viewer questions that we get, and uh, we'll sign off. Stay tuned. back everyone so community events well we're in marathon season now so boy howdy uh this weekend of the weekend right now that we're recording this episode there are two marathons happening uh pick uh pixels for peace um which i'll be commentating kdl for in a couple hours and uh speedy fist which i'm running shack fu in tomorrow <laughs> um <laughs> And then we have RGL's Retrothon, which will be done by the time this episode comes out, um, starting next weekend or next week, maybe Monday. I don't know. I know my runs are next weekend. That's all I know. Uh, but I, I want to say it starts next week, mm-hmm. um, which is like a week long, a week long retro marathon, um, speedrunning marathon. So I'll be running Fist of the North Star Game Boy. Help me. And I'll be running Titus the Fox hard Game Boy. <laughs> Help me again. <laughs> I have to do a lot of de-rusting next week because those games do not come naturally to me. Um, but outside of that, uh, May 5th, which this episode will be out by then, I believe. Yeah, 27th. So yeah, this, uh, May 5th is RPG Limit Break. Uh, there are a couple of Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance games happening in that marathon. Uh, so definitely uh, check them out. I'm always a big fan of RPG in the break because I like RPGs. So big, big fan. Uh, May 25th, we have the Tiny Ted number 9. Something, you know, Mo and I may have, may have heard of a couple yeah. times. Uh, yeah, may- maybe. <laughs> Uh, and then June 7th through June 9th is Power Up with Pride 2019, uh, their summer edition. Summer, spring? Summer, I don't know. Um, I would, well, wait. No, that would be spring, because yeah. summer is July 21st. Spring edition. Oh. Um, which I, I tell myself every year, I'm not submitting to any marathons. I submitted five games to Power Up with Pride. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a great group of people. I don't know. I I love everyone that's in charge of that. So, uh, hang out with them at GDQs and whatnot. And then at the end of June, mm-hmm. uh, is SGDQ twenty nineteen. I don't think there's a single Game Boy game that got in. Is there? Oh, I know Looney Tunes got in by Winterbit. 
Looney yeah, Tunes yeah got Looney in. Tunes got in. So congratulations to Winnerbit for getting at least one Game yeah. Boy game in. Yeah, uh, Looney Tunes yeah. got in to SGQ it's, it's 2019, weird. and Winnerbit is running it. Uh, so I'm actually, I'm actually pretty excited to watch that. I, I would love to meet Winnerbit. Um, I've, I've seen them submit to Handheld Heroes a number of times. So, um, yeah, I, I saw the run because I, uh, I'm the admin. Yeah, I mod. made the leaderboard, so I'm the admin of that. It's a very young person, right? Or or, or it, does he just look young, like me, for right. example, who is almost 32 and looks 16? But <laughs> I think it's a very, very young I, I person. I have no yeah. idea. I don't watch Looney Tunes runs. Yeah, I might be wrong. I'm I'm sorry, winner bit. If I don't. if you're not well, or or maybe it's a compliment. I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> you look young. I don't watch so. Looney Tunes runs because that game drives me insane. Um, but I'll, I'll watch that at <laughs> yeah. if it's not at like 3.30 in the morning, which it probably will be. Yeah. Um, and then we have Handheld Heroes, July 12th to July 14th. I definitely know a little bit about this marathon. Um, <laughs> submissions are open until... I'm an admin for this marathon. I don't even know when submissions <laughs> close. I want to say until like the... the ed- May fifteenth. Okay, I was going to say till the end of May, but I, I yeah. I think. Um, so get your submissions in. All handheld systems are welcome. Game Gear, please uh, submit Alien Three and Shaq Fu on Game Gear. Um, Atari Lynx, <laughs> Wonder Swan, anything handheld. Switch doesn't count. Virtual Boy doesn't count. Sorry. So. Uh, yeah, and a very very tiny laptop doesn't count either. <laughs> Oh, I, I asked like like a very tiny one you can hold with with one hand. Yeah, no. it, it does not count. I, I'm sorry. I submitted no five PCs. games to that marathon too. God, I need. I'm... <laughs> like always, I haven't submitted anything because I cannot say yeah. if I will be around to even run on it. So so yeah, maybe somebody needs a commentator for a Just game. Just submit Darkwing Duck. Chip in there. I haven't played that game in over. Two I'll years. Play a fist the North Star and Titus the Fox next week. I think you can do Darkwing Duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh <laughs> uh, man, viewer questions. We actually have questions. Yeah, I'm not. Well, one of them is not. One easy. of them is not easy <laughs> at all. Yeah, no. Thanks, Legs. Yeah. So, t- yeah, Lex. Great. <laughs> um. So yeah, question from Legs, uh, viewer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> how did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> L- listen, see, I, I told, I, I said this in my light, which came out. We have written down viewer questions. <laughs> I really should change it to listener questions. It's unbelievable. Oh man, how did Game oh, wow. Boy RPG sell compared to standard platform puzzle stuff? Were were they like a less popular? Were they like a less popular? For some reason, I assume so. Were they like a lot oh, less yeah, popular? Yeah. yeah. I, I I don't know how to read <laughs> English. Isn't my first tongue. Um. Uh, were they a lot less popular? Mo and I talked about this off off recording a bit, and Mo has some numbers to back up some claim, I, I believe, but I. I honestly think it really depended on the title of the game. I think if it said Final Fantasy in it, I think it yeah. w- it sold pr- 
probably fairly well. Uh, or Pokemon, um, you know, things like that, I would say sold fairly well. Something like Night Quest, mm -hmm. probably not so much because no one's ever heard of Night Quest. There's no, like, there's no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no connection to any, like, bigger titles for it. So, like, nothing like, you can't connect Night Quest to Dragon Warrior or Night Quest to you know, insert other big RPG name in there. So I feel like a lot of times that, that title would probably just get overlooked. Um, and RPGs mm -hmm. in general for handheld are, are a tough sell to begin with because um, a lot of Game Boy games don't, early Game Boy games didn't have a battery associated with them because it costs more to have a battery inside of the cart. So they have to rely on passwords to progress your game. The market for Game Boy wasn't just children. Like, it was also adults, like professional adults. Hence mm. why there's so many puzzle games on the Game Boy. It was meant for travel. It was meant for commuting, uh, commuting adults. That's why the and they would sit on the tram or wherever and play a puzzle game on a Game Boy for all that downtime traveling. Um, so I, I really... So for an RPG, like you actually have to invest a lot of time into an RPG. It's not a quick, okay, I did two levels, I can turn off my game and turn it back on, do two more levels, turn off my game. It's a, I have to, I have to commit X amount of time to get so far to get a password. And then once I get my password, I, then, it, then I can turn off my game. So I think RPGs are a tough sell for Game Boy just in general because of the lack of batteries early on. Yeah, for sure. And <clears throat> the the things I can say about these are, um, first of all, RPGs back in those days were not very popular outside yeah. of Japan. Like um, you did have Dragon's Warrior and you did have uh, the first Final Fantasy on NES, which were hugely popular. Um, you always have to see Game Boy came at the end of the NES life cycle and the start of the super nintendo one but um the games that came out in the early days like night quest which is 92 which is the third year that uh, game boy existed like they didn't have the name like you said like nobody would know what they would even be but um that's also the reason why when um when second and setsu uh, which is Secret of Mana, as, as most people know it, came out on Game Boy, the very first game. It was called Final Fantasy Adventure in uh, in the US, just because that Final Fantasy name, so people would go and buy that game. Um, but Final Fantasy wasn't a thing at all in Europe. We had never heard of that. Um, so here, that game was just called Mystic Quest, which did not sell well at all, because like nobody knew what it was. Um, so... In America, it was easier to sell at least the Final Fantasy Legends games and the Final Fantasy Adventure game because people knew what Final Fantasy was. And that's also, I have the list of the 53 most sold games on Game Boy. I don't know why it's 53, but it number. has a lot of... <laughs> yeah, it, it also has a lot of Game Boy Color games in it, but there's only two RPGs on that list. Um, one being Final Fantasy Legend 1, um, and I'm guessing two and three 
are not on the list because, like I said earlier, it's actually Saga and not Final Fantasy as you know it Very from the games. NES. So I think the first one sold a lot because it had a name with it, but I think a lot of people like me um, are not really fond of the Saga series at all. Um, and then the other one, and that's of course the big whopper when it comes to, to RPGs on Game Boy, is Pokemon yeah. Gen 1. Uh, not even yellow, just like red, blue, green. That's uh, the second most sold game besides Tetris, but that came with title, the so. Game Boy. So, yeah, so so that doesn't count. So Pokemon is the best-selling Game Boy game of all time, which that of course is normal. But yeah, that's yeah, that, and that's also the tipping point in Europe for RPGs. Um, cause when that game came out, everybody knew, oh, this is an RPG. This is a really cool concept. Uh, at least a lot of people, but not, not all of them. Cause people are still just buying FIFA <laughs> and, and COD. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was a huge tipping point for RPGs in, uh, in Europe, at least. Um, after that, my first RPG, cause I did not know what RPGs was. I just called them a Pokemon type game. Uh, my first one after that was Final Fantasy VII, which was a really huge release um, in Europe as well. Cause the other ones never came out here before that. Well, maybe they did, but nobody knew about them at all. Um, we didn't have one, two, which is actually four or three, which is actually six. So after that, it, it got a little bit easier to sell RPGs on a handheld system as well. And by then, then it was 1996 or 97. Most of the games came with batteries as well because the production costs were lower for it back then so you can see a lot of uh, remakes on the game boy color system um like dragon warriors dungeons or Mon monsters dragon warrior monsters are very very popular game boy color rpgs uh and then you had the game boy advance which comes with so many rpgs that you can't even count them you have the fire emblem series you have the um uh, what are they called? The the, the remakes of uh, the Secret yeah. of Mana games. You have uh, Golden Final Sun. Fantasies. Like you, yeah. you could see it bloom. Yeah, you could just see it bloom uh, back then. Uh, well, from then, just because of how popular Pokemon was, and it just introduced an entire new uh, new continent to uh, to RPGs. Um, besides that, I think. Um, I don't know what they are called. I guess people call them American RPGs, the ones where there's more like a dungeon crawler thing going on. That those that came out on PC, like always medieval things, um, like Baldur's Gate and and those types of games. Those were popular everywhere, but those were PC games, so they they were not tied to any of the the big uh, like Final Fantasy or Dragon's Quest or uh, Ease or any any other RPG series you can think of. So I think 1969, 90, 90, 1969. Well, 19, uh, yeah, no, that, that was, was that was a very it, long then. time ago. No, was yeah, that, that was that was the disco <laughs> and cocaine era. Uh, no, I yeah, I'm. We say uh, numbers the other way around in the. In my language, so that's why I got confused. Uh, 96, 97 for Europe was a tipping point. Then everything got hugely popular for RPGs and they sold really well. But before that, yeah, it, it was just man, your first two RPGs were bangers Pokemon and Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, man, you were spoiled mm -hmm, off mm -hmm. the get go. <laughs> my first <laughs> RPG was Final Fantasy I. 
on the NES, and I <laughs> never finished it, and I still have never finished it to this day. Um, no, I finished the, I think, the PSP version of it, which is the best of, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. I got lost as a kid, and yeah, when you get, like we said earlier, when you get lost in that game, whew. Yeah, nothing tells then, you where to uh, go in that game. My, sec- it's, it's, my second it's really RPG dumb. was Chrono Trigger. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a great one. That well, that, that whole you know, era. That is kind of a mix between turn-based yeah, and action RPG. From, that, then my oh, second wow. was Chrono Trigger, followed by Secret of Evermore. I guess you, yeah, and yeah. then Earthbound. And then from there, I played Final Fantasy seven, ten, pressing forward, Pokemon, obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I, I also honestly think too that like even if you look at like some of the Super Nintendo stuff for RPGs, like what like Chrono Trigger sold well probably because it had had Square associated with it, you know, and Square is known for Final mm-hmm. Fantasy, but Earthbound, like. Sold so awful, poorly, but it's one of the one of the, in my opinion, one of the best RPGs on Super Nintendo, and I and I think it mm-hmm. sold poorly because Nintendo marketed it poorly in Nintendo Power, because Very in, in Nintendo yeah. Power, Nintendo put like, man, this game stinks, and it put like a barf bag or whatever it was next to it, you know, like it, <laughs> yeah, and a, and yeah. a scratch and, and like it was like it was a repulsive <laughs> magazine article for the game. And it's and in result, like mm-hmm. it sold fairly bad, um, but the the game was phenomenal, yeah. you know. So like, a lot of it comes down to marketing as well. So and and with Nintendo Power, like there's only so many pa- pages that they can print. So Nintendo Power was obviously picky about probably Game Boy games, you know, as well putting into there. So some of the Game Boy games that got highlighted are going to be more of the popular ones that they know are going to make them a lot more money. Like your Mega Man, your Final Fantasies, your Metroids, whatever. Yeah, I'm actually putting together a, a Nintendo Game Boy Power out of all the issues nice. I actually have, um, which which has all the, the Game Boy articles in it. Um, there are some weird choices oh, that they made to make yeah, like like even four page articles. Well, articles they're always half walkthroughs basically. But um, there's some weird choices that I've already seen. Um, one you might be familiar with: um, a little little epic game on Game Boy called Super oh, Hunchback. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's weird. Like I'm trying to put that together, but I don't know which was the last issue that actually showed Game Boy games. So. It, I only have up until 1995 anyway, so we'll see. But that's gonna be cool. It's already 200 pages. I'm already. Uh, I'm. I'm yet. Uh, yet. Ah oh man, sometimes my English. Um, I'm only in 1992 yet, so. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Super Hunchback. What a game. PTSD right there. Yeah. I remember when I chose <laughs> Night Quest for you when I won your raffle. You're like, you're just gonna choose Super Hunchback because you're just gonna pick a. Sh- crappy yeah, game I'm like no would I would never do that to you <laughs> and I ended up picking Night Quest <laughs> for you <laughs> now yeah. Legs on the other hand I'd pick Super Hunchback for so yeah 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 <laughs> uh, our second question are this is more of a speed I, maybe casual I don't know 
Uh, it is from Pianist Man. Um, are the bosses' weakness weaknesses set or random? Um, so I gave I I died on every every boss but the second boss in the game, and from what I could tell, every time I went back to fight the boss again, their weakness was set. So I would use the same attack mm-hmm. over and over. Now, whether or not that is randomized on the start of the game, I have no idea. And I don't know how to check that without playing through the game again. And I'm not going to do that. Um, but from what I can tell from my experience of the game, dying, refighting the boss fights and whatnot, everything seemed like it was set. Nothing was random at all. However, there is a weird quirk with the game. And I don't know if it's based off of the stars or what, when you hit the enemy, is that even if you hit them with their weakness, it still won't do a decent amount of damage. But if you hit them again with that same with that same attack, it'll do a bunch of damage. So I'm not sure if there's like a blocking mechanism or some sort I don't I I don't or or like a diminishing return mechanism in the game. I don't I don't know. But uh, I've definitely have witnessed that in my playthrough of the game. Yeah, I've seen a few crits during my playthrough, but I had no idea why they would happen or, like, like yeah. In other games, you, you kind of have equipment that increases your critical rate or, or something like that, but in it this game you have no random, idea, yeah. so... yeah. That that part, in a way, the crits and everything, it just seems all random. Hmm. But the actual attacks themselves seem set, so... Yeah, um, yeah that's all the questions we got. We're yeah, doing it. All right. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that's all for us. You got any more to add, Mo? No, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> all right. Um, so, yeah, like <laughs> always, uh, any thoughts, suggestions, whatever else, please, uh, please let us know uh, in the comments in SoundCloud or you can hop over into our This Is Game Boy Discord. Uh, obviously, you can reach out to Mo, Legs, and I. Uh, always open to feedback and reception of the podcast. Always trying to make it better one episode at a time, um, especially when I choose the right microphone for my program. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you can find me at, I almost said eBloody Candy Guy, uh, at, at Belthic Gaming on Twitch, Twitter, and Belth in in a Discord. Looks like I changed my name in Discord as well. Um, and my YouTube is still some random ID because I don't have enough subs. So please go sub to my YouTube so I can have a good YouTube channel name. Um, where can they find you, Mo? <laughs> yeah, for me, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, uh, all with the same slash Mula. That's M O. E-L-L-E-U-H. Uh, I don't have any other social media, so if you do happen to find somebody named that way, it's, it's yeah, it, I don't know, it's not me at all. So, uh, same goes for if you find somebody under the name M-O-E-L-L-E, which is actually really my nickname, but I never can get it. Uh, those are always some random German people that, that, that got that name, so that's not me. I have an Definitely Instagram, not. but I never post to it. I think my last Instagram I think my last Instagram <laughs> post was like three or four months ago. 
Yeah, I never take pictures, yeah, so I, I wouldn't even either. know what to t- what to do on Instagram. Like the the last picture I took was from the wound that my cat got. So <laughs> I don't think people are interested in seeing. I don't. That. I don't know, man. Social media is weird. So <laughs> yeah. Um, and you can find our wonderful producer Legs, uh, Sprinty Legs on Twitch and Legs in Discord. I think it's just Legs on YouTube. Um, she has told us like 17 times already. Yeah, I still can't or sub to you, you can just go to gbrunners.com slash TIGB and all of our info is there as well too. So um, yeah, that is the easiest way to do that. Do you want to sign us off, Mo? Uh, oh, well, I mean, we're, <laughs> okay. This, this yeah, the next yeah. game. So, that you, uh, it, it was your pick for the next game. It's my pick for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, no more questing for the Knights uh, today. But the next time we get back, and I guess it's it's the first year anniversary episode. Um, so we're going to do very, very, very special things, oh, yeah. of course. Um like like talk and fireworks and, and say stuff so yeah <laughs> putting some fireworks <laughs> legs uh and screaming children as well um so yeah for uh <laughs> for the next episode um this um did you that's you know, i wrote that down that's the quote from the cartoon that, yeah it's one of the because he always says something different but uh yeah maybe not without spoiling the actual game, I'll just say, I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the winged source that pecks at your nightmares. I am the next game. So, yeah, got him. <laughs> got him. Yeah, I said I wasn't gonna say. So, but yeah. So uh, when we when we get back in a month from this episode. Uh, be very excited because this is uh, this is my game. This, this is, is Mo's game. The the one game that people actually know me from speedrunning. So <laughs> <laughs> you're never, you're, yeah, that's something you almost never hear. So yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, you will hear us again in a month. Goodbye, later, man. I just think Lex should put in random screams of children in this episode. Just... (laughs) Yeah, just random.